Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you for listening in from 7 to 9 here on Thursday night on 10 29 2015. We got a couple of, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. But first, let me go ahead and introduce our host, Kev, the analyst. What's going on, bro? What up, Kev? Yeah, man, a whole lot of things, man. We did, a, we, we did it big this weekend up in uh, Tennessee, man, and. Uh, we're back home, and we're getting everything back into perspective and talk about what's going on in the post and pregame of the NFL and college football, and we're going to also start throwing in NBA and World Series actions play. I'm doing good, bro. Well, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, when yeah, we can focus on first. Even though we're going to talk about NFL later, that is the reason we went up to Tennessee was to see the Falcons play at um, Nashville at Nissan Stadium, play the Tennessee Titans. Right. A nice little day trip. You know, got to hang with my bro, man, go up to Nashville, catch the game, man, and head on back. Yeah, I got you. Man, it what do you great. think about the game, T Nicks? What do you think about well, the game? Well, it, it wasn't a, a typical Atlanta game. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was kind of sloppy, man. You know, we were thinking about. We they said we were going to get a lot of uh, rain in the um, in the second half, but we didn't. But uh, man, it seems like uh, Atlanta, due to their record, from what their record showed, man. I mean, it was it was some bad play, 
even you know, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be a little more exciting on Atlanta side anyway. Uh, but uh, Atlanta pulled it out, and it turned out to be a defensive game, not an offensive game like I expected. Um, I was almost expect expecting a blowout, but uh, it seemed like Tennessee defense held in there and kept uh, Matt Ryan in the offense at bay. And uh, it was a 10-7 win for the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, I guess this is this is an example where defense actually win games, man. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even say this was defense that won this game. It was bad offensive play by uh, Metzberger. It's hard to come in and be a backup quarterback and come in and play in the NFL. Right. But, T-Nix, we were calling it all game. Like, he was throwing the ball behind people, in front of people, over people's heads. The only touchdown they scored, kudos to Tennessee's defense big time, forcing right. the turnover, the Matt, the Matt Ryan interception on the screen pass, and then they turned the next pass into a touchdown. And you know how in the NFL they say always, after a turnover, if you can, go ahead and strike while the high, iron's hot. That's exactly right. what they did, and that's how they scored all the points in the entire game. Tennessee defense played their heart out to hold Atlanta to 10 points with a full-strength Julio, Devontae Freeman still getting over 100 yards, and the force, what was it, I think three turnovers on Matt Ryan? I mean, they stepped up, man. Right, right. And and, and just, just just throw it out there, man. Just wonder if, if, if Mariota would have played. Would that would have been the X factor when that would have been a difference for them? You know what? I think the Falcons would have won regardless. So what I think you would have saw then is maybe a twenty to seventeen game instead of a ten to seven game. Right. Because we saw by some of the decisions of Dan Quinn where it's like, man, you know what? It's fourth and two. I could kick the field goal and make you have to um score a touchdown to beat me. How about this? Let me go ahead and try to score a touchdown where you can't even. I know you can't score ten points. You right. know, that might have been a different decision towards the end of the game with a Mariota. So, um, kudos to Atlanta. To pull off a road win in the NFL is a big deal. Right, right. And even when you have a bad game to still do it, you got to commend them for that. And Tennessee, um, Andrews, hopefully they get you the ball more, man. Kendall Hunter, man, you dropped some easy ones, bro. And yeah. um, even Kendall Wright dropped a couple. Right, right. And it seemed like the, the X factor was, was Tennessee's tight end. And he probably would have been more of a factor if, if like you said, if Mettenberger didn't throw things over his head, throw it in the dirt, throw it behind him, you know, didn't hit him in stride like he was supposed to. But like you said, the hardest position on a football team is playing backup quarterback. Even though he did was getting all the snaps this week, it's hard to prepare. It's a week one for him, but we're actually in week week. It was a week seven. In the actual season. Yep. All right, bro. But man, I, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, you know, if you x out all the all the rain, man, it was a, it was it was a very good, nice little road trip, man. And uh, and and uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can do it again some other time in the future. Uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and keep this thing rolling. Uh, like I said, this is uh, Nick Sports Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight. Bro, we are in week eight college football. 
Okay, top four rankings. If the playoffs were to start today, bro, you got Ohio State at number one, Baylor at number two, Clemson at number three, and LSU at number four. Is this feasible? It seems like that your final four is actually shaping up to the way you said it, it was going to be. There's only one team that's missing out of that top four, and that's the Crimson, Crimson Tide. The Crimson Tide. Yeah, and they well, play LSU in two weeks after um, each one gets the bye, man. So they right. both go into that game as full strength as you can in November as possible. So, um, you know, this week, T-Nick, you know, we did our pre-show meeting, and we don't have much college football this week. But right. next week, man, with Clemson, Florida State, even though I'm going to let you talk all about Florida State, you know, Georgia Tech, of course. Okay. <laughs> but, even though that's lost some of its luster, it's still a good game. And combined with Alabama and um, LSU, next Saturday will be a very exciting day in college football. And Tignitz, I guess, um, Ohio State looked very impressive. Very impressive. Right. Well, we, they, we figured out, they figured out their quarterback, and they found out who they who they want to run. So I think that's a big deal. And yeah, what's going huge on. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, Baylor – Baylor's doing what they are supposed to do, T Knicks, but this is what I'm concerned about now. In case y'all didn't hear, um, it was a pretty serious injury in the Baylor game um, to Baylor's quarterback, starting quarterback. Actually has spine and um, neck damage, and so be out for the rest of this year. Right. So, so how, um, Seth how much, Russell. Really? They're starting a they're starting a, a, a freshman team. Russell, I mean Russell had twenty nine touchdown passes through this point right now through basically what seven six and a half games. Right. Because he got hurt in this game, so you're taking away that quarterback, and now you're putting everything in the hands of a freshman quarterback team. And now think about it. they hadn't played Oklahoma State yet, they hadn't played Oklahoma yet, they hadn't played TCU yet. So it's like at least if you lose your your stud quarterback before the injury, okay, they got some scrubs and like if they play Iowa State with me and you a quarterback rotate, we right. could beat Iowa State. But I can't say that same thing about Oklahoma. I can't say that same thing about Oklahoma State, and I can't say that same thing about TCU. So I'm going to get Baylor this week to really evaluate. Well, I think they're going to buy this week, but next week to evaluate how they look. With this backup, Phoenix, and and I'm concerned about my my pick of Baylor in the um in the playoffs. Right. So so will, will TCU take their spot? I need to see. I just because he's a true freshman, I want to see him play still. You know. Right. But if I had to say at this very second, I would have to switch it to TCU. Okay. Okay. So but, so. But then you think about this team next. Listen to the rest of the schedule right here. You got at Kansas State, which we know can be very tough, especially on a Thursday night, and you're going against Bill Snyder, who, who's known to take, who, who's known to pull off that upset. Then right. you play Oklahoma at home. Then you go to Oklahoma State, and then you get that TCU game on a neutral field. You know, right? And then you end up with Texas, man. I mean, you're talking about three ranked teams and two teams that we know have the talent to upset. So it's hard for yeah. me to see, see Baylor now, T Nick. Right, right, and, and like like you're saying. Uh, so I'm actually I'm actually wondering 
uh, with Baylor, like you said, after their evaluation between Oklahoma State and those other teams, I'm wondering if maybe two SEC teams might get in or two Big Ten teams might get in. And I'm talking about Ohio State, Michigan, and maybe Alabama, and maybe the the the, the other team from the SEC East, which at this time I think might be Florida. Yeah, it will be Florida. I don't see that occurring. Is because now Bama would have, let's say, um, if LSU goes undefeated, of course they get in. Or Bama gets in, it's one loss. Now, if Florida's the SEC winner, now this is a, this is a scenario where that could play out, teammate. I think if Florida wins the rest of their games and beats LSU, uh, undefeated LSU in the SEC championship game, that's the only way I think the big um, the SEC gets two. Right. In terms of the Big Ten, I don't know if Iowa has the the credentials to pull that off. But it would be interesting if Michigan State loses a classic to Ohio State or mm-hmm. Ohio State loses a classic to Michigan State. And like you said, all the teams in the Big 12 end up with a loss. You already have the Pac-10 with a loss. And then let's just say even if the SEC and the ACC are already represented, then right. you got an interesting conversation, team next. So you bring up some good points, man. Right, 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 right. And, but the good uh, thing is, all the good games are left in the season. So, <laughs> hey, that's right, that's right. Like, like last week, like we were talking about, uh, USC topples Utah forty-two to twenty-four. Uh, huge surprise, Nick. Huge surprise. But you know what? That lets you know that USC can step up when they when when they want to. And Utah, they're pretty new in the Pac-12. And uh, they took Utah to another different level of playing in that Pac-12 conference. And uh, it's something Utah just going to have to prepare themselves for the next time that they play in a high-stakes game like this. Yeah, because, I mean, we know you, you see it, USC. Let's not front. Everybody knows USC has more recruited talent than Utah. But with all the things going on this season, I thought Utah might still be able to pull it out, but – like you said, USC poured that talent together, said, you know what, we got a chance to beat number three in our house. Let's go ahead and turn this season around. And that's what they did, man. And they put it on um, Utah. Right, right, right. So, so my scenario about Utah losing to Stanford in the um, Pac-12 championship and that being the reason they don't go to the playoffs, that went out the window. Right, right. Um, and a couple of other scores this week. You have Clemson assassinated Miami uh, 58-0. They lose got a coach fired. Yeah, the coach fired. And uh, I don't know if you've been listening, bro, but it's rumors that Mark Rick might take that job. But you know what? It's, a, it's other stuff that, that's, that's going against that where if Mark Rick doesn't beat Florida this week with the Georgia Bulldogs, a lot of people are talking. It's time for Mark Rick. Maybe it's time for them to part ways with Georgia. But a lot of it's, it's, it's ands and buts going on with that one. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on when we talk about the, the couple of games that's going on this this coming weekend. Uh, number seven, Michigan beat Indiana 52-26. to Another interesting game, number eight, Alabama – uh, 
plays a pretty tight game against Tennessee, and they win 19 to 14 over the Volunteers. Does this help? Does this hurt Alabama street cred in any way, bro? In getting in the tournament? I mean, you know how I feel. It doesn't. Um, everybody knows Tennessee's talented. We all know that. Everybody knows as long as Alabama goes undefeated, the rest of their games, as long as they don't go against four undefeated teams, which I don't think is going to happen now, they're going to get in the playoffs. Now, if we were talking about Iowa or one of those teams like that, like a Florida State or something, they would have more issues. But Alabama is, right now, they lost early. They lost to a team that was highly ranked at the time they lost. As long as they win the rest of their games, they're in the playoffs. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Now let's go ahead and talk about uh, my game. Uh, number nine ranked Florida State rolls in the Bobby Dodge Stadium and played the, the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech beat them 22 to 16, and you told me you can hear them all the way down there at Bobby Dodge Stadium. This was an excellent win for the Georgia Tech uh, Yellow Jackets, but it's a little too late. They were day late and a dollar short. And uh, Goldston, I mean, he threw for 210 yards. But, man, this – a lot of stuff happened before Georgia Tech beat but before before they end up beating this team, Georgia Tech was my dark horse. But them dropping four straight, man, after that, man, it's just – it was a great victory, but it was for losing calls. I mean, you still lost the war for the rest of the season, bro. I mean, it doesn't matter what bowl game you go to. But, I mean, boy, I had such high hoop for Tech. But – I think they were inflated, you know, and that's what that was shown by the teams that they lost to. They lost to good teams, you know, right. and they lost to a couple of great teams. Right. Notre Dame is a good team. They played on the road. Clemson is a good team. They played on the road. You always highlighted the difficulties that they have with Duke. Right. How many losses does Duke have? One. How many losses does Notre Dame have? One. How many losses does Clemson have? Zero. How many losses does North Carolina have? One. How many losses does Pittsburgh have won? So they've lost to good teams. It's not like they're losing to, um, like, Wake Forest or some crappy team. Right. So I think you thought they were going to take another two steps. So they're not far away. I don't want Georgia Tech fans to think, like, the team completely fell off the cliff. They just lost to teams that were better than them. And right. what they got to do now, see, Nick, is I know you said it's a crappy bowl game, but it gets you more practices and it gets your program a little bit more money to kind of invest back in it to go to those bowl games. So I'd rather be I'd rather be playing at 6-6 six and six in the, um, the, the, Cater, uh, the Cater Georgia Bowl right. than sitting at home and the season be done, you know? Right. Yeah, I guess. So that's, so that's what Tech has to do is they still play Georgia. We know that's a big game. And if they can kind of create that winning streak, maybe they get to 7-5. and five. Right, right. And, and then – it's just Georgia football as usual, huh? Yeah. Playing at seventy five. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's they can still turn this around and then you can still sell to a recruit, hey, we beat Florida State at home. So that was right. a big win for the program.
because they've lost, what, four in a row and they could continue to go downhill and they kind of stop that, is a, is a sign of, you know, hey, we got we got some belief and we believe in our talent. So commit, um, commendable, um, respectable performance by Georgia Tech. And the fact that they held a Heisman Trophy candidate for Florida State, Dalvin Cook, to under 100 yards, man, right. they knocked him right off the, house, the Heisman um, trail. Right. I got you. I got you. All right, bro, let's jump up. There's one game that probably, I guess we can harp on this for a little while before the break. Uh, Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas took Auburn into four overtimes and beat Auburn 54-46. to Is it more about what Arkansas did, or is it more about the program of Auburn? I mean, we know, like, the history of the Arkansas-Auburn rivalry is Arkansas always plays Auburn tough. So, to me, this is just one of those teams that feels like I have your number. You were ranked at the beginning of the season, but you're not ranked now. And you know what? We were ranked at the beginning of the season. We're not now. So, we're on equal footing. Auburn, don't walk in here like you big and bad, like you Auburn from a few years ago. No, nah, you ain't that, cat. And um, us Arkansas Razorbacks, we're going to come and we're going to run it down your throat and we're going to play Arkansas football and we're going to win. So I think it was one of those things where Arkansas just had that confidence and that history in this rivalry to say, like, hey, we don't feel like we're going to lose to you. You score a touchdown in overtime, okay, we'll do the same thing. You score a two-point conversion, we're going to do the same thing. And they just wheeled that victory out, T-Nick. It wasn't about a lack of effort on Auburn's part. It's just Arkansas wanted it more. I got you, bro. Okay, before we move into the games that's coming in this week, major games, which is not too many, uh, you got anything on the on the uh, post-game show? That you, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh right. won. Um, Duke beat Virginia Tech. They're 6-1, man. So that goes back to it's going to be an interesting fight in the ACC for the opportunity to play either Clemson or Florida State, man. So y'all don't give up on that. And, and then pick also, up the Ole Miss. Yeah, Texas and Ole Miss. That was, that's a real big one. Uh, it just it just Texas A and M had one of the got one of the best offenses in the country, but it seems like when they deal with somebody that has equal offense or a greater defense, it seems like they start having their problems. So is this uh, is this? I'm I'm figuring that Texas A and M was actually exposed when they uh played Alabama. Yeah, I think I think most people knew Bama was gonna beat up on them, not the way they did. So they were exposed before Bama. Then Bama kind of pulled them pants down a little bit further, and then Ole Miss just pulled them pants all the way off. So they're completely exposed right now to be a middle of the pack, which ain't bad in the SEC West. They'll still get a bowl game, but they're not ready um, to compete with the big boys like they did when they had Manziel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, bro. All right, bro. We're at the bottom of the hour. You listen to Nick Sports Radio here on NickSports.com here on TalkShoe. And when we come back, we're going to get into the games, the major games this week in college football. And don't forget, we're going to also talk about some NBA in the World Series between the New York Mets and the Kansas City Royals. You got T-Nick the Medusa. Here the analyst. We'll be right back here on Nick Sports Radio. Remember, our sports, your sports. 
Big Sports. We'll be right back after the break. Are you ready for football season? Make Rosalpi seats at your college and pro home sports bar for your favorite team at 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Dine-in, delivery, carry-out, and catering are available from wings, pasta, Carl Jones, and the famous Chicago deep dish pizza. For more info, call 678-513-1113. Rosalpi's Pizza, 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia.
For the last 26 years, Precision Millworks has been the national leader in specialty millwork manufacturing. Whether it's customer radius windows, PVC double-hung windows, casements, shutters, or columns, Precision offers the finest quality in the industry, combined with top-notch customer service. A proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't hesitate to contact Precision Millworks when you need products for your home. And be sure to visit our website at norock.com to see all of the products we have to offer. The Nick Sports Show, only the greatest damn sports show. It's the whole on radio show for true sports fans. Coming to you from the ATF, Canada Analyst, TV Subdivision. We'll get the parents of the big and other will keep your attention for sure. We'll keep it live, exciting, fresh, and fan-friendly. Jeff, Jack, and the week, he hit the brand and other segments will highlight the weekend sports. Call in to be heard over one hour next sports giveaway and be sure to put your favorite team. Remember, you can find us at www.nicksports.com and follow and welcome back to Nick Sports Radio. I'm your producer, T. Nick. We doing it. We doing it. Yeah, T. Nick, the producer, Cam, the analyst, and we are still talking about college football. And we're going to talk about a couple of games that's going on this week. Not too many major games, but they deserve recognition and discussion. You still there, bro? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, man. Well, how you want to kick this off, man, on uh college football games this week. Oh, before we do, we got a couple of Thursday night games I want to go ahead and throw out there. You got North Carolina going to number 23 pit. That's a 7 o'clock game at Hines Field in Pittsburgh. You got West Virginia at number 5 TCU. That's on Fox S1. Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan. That's the 730 game at C- on CBS. Buffalo at Miami of Ohio at 730. Texas State at Georgia Southern at 730. That's on ESPNU. And you got Oregon at Arizona State. That's a late game at 1030. 
That's on ESPN and Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. All right, bro. Which game you want to kick it off with this time? All right, let me just do a quick rundown in case other people want to hear it. Ole Miss goes to Auburn. Yeah. Syracuse goes to Florida State. I think Florida State go whoop them. Um, UCLA gets Colorado. Um, look for Colorado to put up a little bit of fight, but um, UCLA pulls that out. Um, Clemson goes to NC State. Don't see anything knocking Clemson off of their um, road to get to Florida State, so they pull that out. Oklahoma destroys Kansas like everybody does. Oklahoma State, I think Texas Tech is going to put up a fight, too, Nick. And watch out for Texas Tech on this one. This may this may be a little upset, but I'm still rolling with Oklahoma State. Um, Iowa, I can't see them letting Maryland beat them. Um, Michigan's going to struggle a little bit with Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's coach just retired. It'll be an emotional game, but Michigan pulls that out. Memphis stays undefeated. <clears throat> Look for Miami to be inspired, but Duke to still pull it out. Um, Vandy will lose to Houston. Utah beat Oregon State. And then I think Stanford will beat Washington State. So, T-Nicks, let's go ahead and start with Notre Dame going to Temple. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You hear me call it out like it's a big game because, actually, it is a pretty big game. Right. And, and, and undefeated, you, right? Notre Dame has the one loss to Clemson, and yep. when you talk about those one loss teams, T Nick, where say Bama loses two, Notre Dame is one. I think that if they go undefeated, they would have an impressive win over um, USC. They have right. a win over an undefeated Temple team. Then they would also have to beat um, a Stanford team that is looking very good. So this could be that second one win team that could push its way up into the playoffs, man. So that's what makes this game so important right here, T-Nick. Yeah, and they put it on primetime on ABC <laughs> and, and ESPN. So this this is a big game. This is a big game, man. Uh, Temple, wow. You you don't usually hear that name unless it's basketball. but Yeah, the funny thing is, T-Nick, I started watching them when, because, you know, at the beginning of the season they beat Penn State. So I'm like, what's going on? Oh, huh, huh? You know, that's just a game where you call out like, oh, yeah, Penn State's going to win that game easily. So I'll kind of watch them from afar. And they're a better team than people. Um, this will be a game worth watching if you're not out partying um, on Halloween, you know? Right. Man, well, I mean, it's just uh, I don't think Temple is a dark horse to get into the playoffs or anything. Nah. Nope. But this is this is a big this is Notre Dame is going to have to do a whole lot in a short amount of time, and Temple is a speed bump for them. Believe it or not, this is this is probably the trap game of trap games. And if uh, I mean, in order for Notre Dame to keep their ranking, how much you think they're going to have to beat Temple by? I mean, I don't think if they beat Temple by ten, because the thing about it is, I don't think people want to move. It's going to be a lot of kind of just Iowa's in that place. Nobody wants to move Iowa, even though they're undefeated over Notre Dame. If Florida has an impressive game, which we're going to talk about in a second, I could see Florida jumping them. If Oklahoma State wins their next two, they could jump them. But, like, for this week, I feel comfortable as long as Notre Dame wins, they'll go ahead and stay at that, like, 9-10 position. Right, right. 
Yeah. All right, bro. Any other games that are jumping out at you? Like that Temple Notre Dame game? Well, I mean, the Notre Dame game, um, I am picking Notre Dame in this game. Um, I think it's closer than 11. I would take Temple with the points. But give me Notre Dame. Um, I don't think weather will be an issue this time like it was against Clemson. And the backup quarterback and the backup running back and all these backups are getting game experience now. So look for them to win that game. Then we got to talk about the world's largest um, cocktail party. Okay. Down in Jacksonville, Florida versus Georgia. They go. both had bye weeks this week, T-Knicks. This is the game to me that determines the SEC East. I agree with you. But, the, but then, really, not really, because you also got to look at Tennessee and Kentucky also. Tennessee has four losses in division. No, Tennessee has three losses, and Kentucky also has three losses. So and Georgia has two. Now, if Georgia wins, they're in the driver's seat. They had not pulled it off completely, but they're in the driver's seat. Now, if Florida wins, oh, Florida's basically in there like swimwear if they win. Because look who they got left, Vandy and South Carolina. If they don't beat Vandy and South Carolina in conference, they don't deserve to go to the toilet bowl. Right. Right. So at least Georgia has a little bit of competition left in the um, SEC. At least they still got Kentucky at home and then at Auburn. But in right. terms of Florida, oh, yeah, if Florida wins this game, I would put um, $50 down that they're going to win the SEC East. Right. Well, I mean, what does Georgia have to do? Well, personally, what Georgia have to do to beat Florida I think, first of all, they got to keep Florida's offense off of the field, and they have a running game to do that with Sonny Michelle. But the whole thing about it, if they get into a shootout with Florida, Mark Rick is actually – he's not telling who's going to be the starting quarterback if it's going to be Bryce Ramsey, uh, Lambert, I don't know who's going to – and he's keeping it under wraps. What's the big secret? Grayson Lambert has been playing like garbage for the past three weeks. Bryce Ramsey, when he got into the Alabama game, he acted like he didn't even know what football was. So what they're going to do, jump down to the third I don't know what's going on with Georgia. The only thing I know that that, that, that Georgia does have is a running game. If Florida can put nine in the box, eight, nine in the box, and if they can stop that, it's nothing else that, that, that Georgia can really do right now. But like all said and done, by that being said, I think Florida will pull this out. By double digits, um, this is a rivalry when you can out, you can also throw the window all the uh, stats and numbers and records out the window, but but as as of now, unless Georgia can keep Florida's offense off the field, I don't I don't see Georgia pulling this out this one out, bro. Well, I'll tell you like this, T. Nick. In two thousand seven. 
Florida was favored by double digits. Um, Georgia scored first. Basically, their whole damn team ran down in the end zone and celebrated like they had won the national championship. Right. And that emotion carried them to win that game. You look at Florida last year. Florida was expected to lose by double digits. And they went, they ran up and down the field on Georgia. Florida's had the best of Georgia in this rivalry in, the, um, in this decade. Number two, T. Nick, I expect it to continue. I expect them Gators to go ahead and put, the, put that chomp down on that Bulldog behind. And I expect Florida to um, roll into that SEC championship game here at the Georgia Dome, man. So that's what I'm calling for, T. Nick. If, 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 and like I told you before earlier in the segment, a lot of people are calling for Mark Rick's head if he can't beat Florida this year. This is uh, going on 15 years under the leadership of Mark Rick at the University of Georgia. Do you think at a one SEC championship, do you think it's time for Georgia maybe to part ways with Mark Rick after this? And if so, who do you think they can get to replace him? I don't think so, T-Nix. I'm a little more patient with head coaches. Um, you know the Bengals. Um, Marvin Lewis, everybody I think in their mom has called for Marvin Lewis's head, but I've been – I preach patience. Um, I preach patience here because I think we knew it was going to be a tough year because of the quarterback situation. Then he loses his all-world running back. And to expect for him to um, – we knew Alabama was better regardless of what the rankings said, and they still competed with Tennessee even though um, Chubb got hurt in that game. I don't fire him after this season. He's going to have his recruit. I think – wasn't you telling me they were – they got like one of the top five quarterbacks in the nation coming in next year? They got one, there right now? Yeah, they got one of the top five quarterbacks coming in in the nation. But this is the whole thing about Mark Rick. And I, I, I talk to guys on the job, on the street, in sports bars, he does it. I mean, take Grayson Lambert or, or Bryce Ramsey for Georgia, that's the quarterback, and look at Coker. And from talking to Alabama fans and from talking to Georgia fans, it seems like both of these guys, all, these, all three of those quarterbacks are in the doghouse with the fans. Not the coaches, but the fans. So, with what's the difference with coaching with Mark Rick and Nick Saban? I mean, to me, if you look at Georgia's past quarterback, Stafford did very well at Georgia. And then Aaron Murray, who you really like for the Bengals, he did very well. Like, when he had his quarterbacks there, I thought his quarterbacks did well. Now, did they lose one or two of the big games? Yeah, they did. We know that. But when he had his like his desired quarterbacks in, they performed very well, in my opinion. And we know that Bobo left for a head coaching position out west. So even if people weren't fans of Bobo, he still was the person that really had that true and depth relationship with the quarterback because Rick ultimately had to manage the entire team. So that's why I'm like, give the man another year, man. That's just my opinion, T-Nicks. But – 
let's speak about it. If they did go ahead and make that move, I think you got a pretty good candidate in house. Improve it, man. Yeah, improve it. Improve it. And but but like you said, I, I do deserve I do think he deserves another year. But I think the difference between him and Saban is he doesn't Saban rules with an iron fist. Mark Rick, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to let these young men live their life and be an adult and do what adults are supposed to do. But in essence, you're still dealing with kids. I mean, because they lost five defensive players or seven. I want to really want to say seven to other teams, to Alabama, to Louisville, because of disciplinary action. And you don't see that too much. With Nick Saban, it, it, it's it's the sternness. I don't know. Maybe I guess uh, it's more of a father figure or that crazy uncle you don't want to cross in the family. Or you know, it, it, Nick Saban it, he he rules with an iron fist, and he and he, and he demands a type of discipline to play at Alabama, and then and then you got guys that's. Th- four- and five-star players coming out of high school, and they could probably go anywhere else in the country and start, but for some reason they want to come to Alabama and play. And Georgia can't do that all the time. They might get a few, but look at look at the pedigree in running backs with Alabama. You got Henry, and before them you had Lacey, Mark Ingram, all these other guys, and then you can go with wide receivers with Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, and all these guys. It's a different technique that Saban is using that Mark Rick just doesn't have. Mark Rick is 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 the oh you know your parents look at Mark Rick oh yeah I want my son to play for him because he's nice and he's diplomatic, so to speak, because I think it's two type type of coaches in the league, and, and in college and in pro. You got one that's that's political, and then you got one that's actually a, a, a football coach. And I think that's the difference, man, and, 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 and it just depends on the alumni and the, and the AD at Georgia – if he gets any pressure, if they should make any, if they should make a change in the next year or so. But after this year, and especially this Florida game, I think Mark Rick could probably be on the hot seat. Yeah, I think he's all right with that. And I mean, for all the studs you talk about with Alabama, if I honestly pulled it up, I could, I could tell you, I could give you as many studs in Georgia and where it's known in the league is. A lot of times, the Georgia players play better in the league than Alabama. Like you right. said, it's just that coaching discipline while they're in college. Saban's talent isn't much better than Rick's. Now, on the defensive line, now we know Bama is go have defensive line and linebackers. Right. But in terms of skill position, oh, I'll put Georgia's skill position over the last 10 years right head to head with Alabama. Right. And it's just like you said, the Nick Saban coaching strategy and his philosophy in game is, I think, where the difference is. So um, we'll see what happens, but. I just preach patience. And I know a lot of Georgia fans are like, we've been patient for 15 years. And yeah. Give it one more year, man. One more year. All right, bro. Any more of these college games you want to bring up that's going to be any significance in the outcome of the tournament? 
All right, Chef. Nah. Oh, nah, man, we're going to NBA. Going to NBA. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with your uh, Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks, they lost their opener against the Detroit Pistons uh, Tuesday night. Now they're rolling in to the Big Apple to play the New York Knicks. Uh, we we have a couple of in- injuries with them. Uh, if I'm not understand, what was that? Stephalosha? Stephalosha and um, was it Batesmore? If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I'm up here trying to bring up find my paperwork on this. But uh, how hard how hard would you think? It'll be for Atlanta repeating the 60-game uh, winning season like they did last year. I just don't think they're going to do it. You I think, think it's, uh, it's a tough – it's tough when you're not one of the two or three most talented teams in the league to pull that off. People know the Hawks' strategy now. They have a chance to study their play. Um, that continuity will be disrupted a little bit because Amari Carroll's gone. So I just don't see 60 wins. Charles Barkley said they're not even going to be in the top five in the East. Oh, wow. I don't know if I go that far, but I don't think they're the one seed this year. I'll agree with him there. And who will be the one seed in the East? Um, I hate to I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think it's Cleveland. Cleveland once again. Cleveland once yeah. again. Well, let's go ahead and just take a stab at a whole lot of other things that's going on uh, and make some predictions. Uh, Steph Curry, it seems like he picked up where he left off last year. Uh, you think he's league MVP over LeBron James? I don't think it's LeBron this year. I think LeBron's going to kind of chill out in the regular season, save his, his gas for the um, postseason. He has Kyrie Irving. He has love. He has Tristan Thompson. He has plenty of weapons that can get him through the regular season. So um, I think James Harden's going to be very impressive again. But ultimately this year, I am going with a surprise. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. But I look for Kevin Durant to actually win MVP. Kevin Durant to do it. Oh, that's that's amazing. Well, you know, yeah, I think him and Westbrook will go ball out, and we know how good Westbrook is. But Westbrook had ten assists last night, and I think Westbrook is gonna really be that that catalyst beside him that allows him just to show out and and look for Westbrook to be in the top five in terms of um, MVP voting too. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, let's go ahead. Uh, we got a couple. You got three games tonight at eight o'clock on TNT. You got Atlanta versus New York, like I said, and then uh, at right now we got a game going on in the second quarter with six ten left in the second. Memphis is beating the Indiana Pacers forty to thirty five, and then later on tonight at ten thirty, you got the Dallas Mavericks and the L.A. Clippers. Uh, you think Paul and Griffin? We'll probably be in the running in the top five for MVP also? I don't think so. I think Griffin seems to get hurt every year. And I just think um, Chris Paul, I think he'll be in the top ten. But I don't put him in the top five. Okay. Okay, bro. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, Edno is real early in the season and everything. 
Uh, let's go ahead and just play around with this. Uh, who you think will be the two top teams in the East and then in the West? And then uh, I'm going to throw my two cents in on that. Cleveland's easy. We know that. Um, yeah. If I knew if um, Rose was going to play the entire year, I would probably go with the Bulls. I can't trust that. Um, I think the Hawks do take a step back this year. Um, I think your Knicks look a lot better this year. I'd give them that. I think Toronto looks better. Don't hold your breath, but, bro. <laughs> but in terms of that other team, T-Knicks, I think I'm going to have to go – ooh, this is a tough call for me, but um, it's between Chicago and Washington. And you know what? Let me go ahead and take a chance with them Washington Wizards, man. So I got to go on Washington Wizards and Cleveland. Well, that that's what I actually was going to take. I was going to take Cleveland and the Wizards. Yeah, I think the Bulls and the Wizards. If I knew, if somebody could tell me Rose was going to play at least 60 games, I would right. go Bulls. But I can't take a chance with that, so I'm going to go with the Wizards. So, And in the West, T-Knicks, of course, you know we got thousands of teams we could choose from. Right. Anybody from – people forget the Houston Rockets got to the um, Western Conference Championship last year. Of course, we know the Warriors won. The Spurs right. and the Clippers had that classic game. Um, Memphis looked very good. New Orleans will be better this year. T-Nix, I got to go back with Golden State, of course. Well, not of course, but I got to go with them. And I'm going with those old boys, the Spurs. Why you? Oh, God. I mean, you make me, you don't make me pick another team. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain with this one. I'm also going to take Golden State, but I'm going to go take the Clippers. Right, man, you can take the Clippers. You can take the Rockets, Teenage. You can take the Thunder, the Grizzlies. Right. Right. I do like defensive teams. I I kind of want to take the Grizzlies, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and stick with uh, Chris Paul and company. But right now, that's that's why I'm, those are my top two in the West. All right, man. So it sounds like when we get back from the break, teenagers, we got to pick who's going to win it all. Yeah. And I already got mine. I already got mine. Well, since I picked your teams first, we're going to let you pick when we come back first. And then okay. If I met you. Oh, yeah. Okay. You listen to Nick Sports Radio here on NickSports.com on Block Talk Radio with T-Nick, the producer, Kevin the analyst. Remember, our sports, your sports. Nick Sports, and when we come back, we're going to do a little Major League Baseball between the Royals and the Kansas City. Well, not Kansas City Royals and the New York Mets. Mets are down 2-0. to zero. The Royals are trying to take this thing out. But we're going to figure out what's going to happen and who's going to finally win this thing. We'll be right back on NickSports.com with Nick and Kev, the analyst. Here on Nick's.com. 
Are you ready for football season? Make Rosalpi seats at your college and pro home sports bar for your favorite team at 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Dine-in, delivery, carry-out, and catering are available from wings, pasta, calzones, and the famous Chicago deep dish pizza. For more info, call 678-513-1113. Rosalpi's Pizza, 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Why can't we? Why can't we? Why can't we? 
he he goes off of what these analysts and commentators say, and he just picked the hottest thing smoking on the board when it comes to the draft, and he'll pay any and everything to get what he thinks, what everybody else says. He's just like other owners that we know. You don't. You a businessman. Stay out of the sports. You don't know sports. He need to stay out of his business and let his people that know football. Why do you think the Raiders are getting better? I hate to say it. I love Al Davis. He was an innovator of the game. He was a rebel at the same time. But you know what? Businessmen are businessmen, and people that know football know football. Jerry Jones don't know football. Is killing his team. Heck, the America's team is that some people say that the Green Bay Packers are America's team now. It's crazy, man. But if you want to run off because you lost your your job to somebody that's older than you and is injury prone, that should let me know that you're not doing what you need to be doing in the off season to keep up with the with the competition. But I don't know, bro. Joseph Randall, he my ran of the week. He probably was your jackass of the week too, but I got another one. You got another one? Yep. Okay, bro. You're listening to this one. <laughs> you got something else to say, bro? No, but I said you feel better? Uh, yeah, I didn't get it off my chest now, man. But it's it's people, it, it's, it's guys that's dying to be in his position that will probably kill to be in his position. It's a privilege. And, and I'm not, and that's not an understatement. It's a privilege to play in, play in these major league franchises, and then and these people want to act like seven year olds just because they didn't put in the time and work to. to I mean, look at Todd Gurley. That's a perfect example. This man done had tore up knees through college, and and and, it, and he's worked his way back into a starting position in the NFL, and Joseph Randall been there for, what, four years, five years? And he's been playing second fiddle. He's been playing second fiddle to other players, and then now all of a sudden you've got a broke-down Derrick McFadden to come from the Oakland, Oakland Raiders and, and, and start and start over him, and he want a trip. He's not putting in the work, and he need to put in the work. To keep his job. That's all I'm saying, bro. I hear you, man. But let's go ahead and move into uh, Major League Baseball. Hey, the Royals are up two zero. Well, well, we got we got to go ahead and finish off the NBA real quick. You guys tell us go playing the finals. Who's gonna win it all? Who's gonna win it all, man? I, it, it's too early in the game, man. You gonna have to come talk to me like twenty five games into <laughs> the season. <laughs> Uh, we got to predict this again. I ain't saying you ain't got the opportunity to adjust later, man, but we got to go off of what we got right now. Okay, okay, okay. My, 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 my. Well, who's going to be in the finals? I would say that I'm going to go with Cleveland Golden State right now. 
That's that's all I can do. Go with Cleveland Golden State, and actually, I got I got Golden State going back to back because Cleveland didn't do anything to better themselves. Instead of get Tristan Thompson a bunch of money, but that ain't gonna make him play any better. All right. And um, you know, I picked the I didn't pick them at the beginning of the season, but I picked them towards the middle and then towards the end to go and stay. I look um there's some issues going on with Steve Kerr. Um, but most of their team's back. And I just think he was so genius in some of the adjustments that he made last year. He just really impressed me as a rookie coach to have that open mindedness and, and really focus on the players offensively and defensively. Right. And I agree with you. I just think it's the same on finals, and I just got Golden State winning it. But um, if there is a team that can pull it off, I feel more confident in um, the Spurs getting there rather than, like, the Bulls or the Wizards or somebody from the East. So if I had to pick one for sure, I'd put more confidence on Cleveland getting to the finals. Right. And my ultimate pick at this point is Golden State, too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still tripping on Joe's land. But anyway, let's go ahead and move into the World Series, bro. You got the Royals, which we were harping on last year and didn't pull it out. Uh, They're now playing a new uh, foe, the New York Mets, which I really thought they wasn't going to make it this year. I really thought that the Cardinals were going to go back or maybe the Giants. Uh... But it's, bro, I think the world is actually going to pull this one off, man. And, and it'll probably help out the city of Kansas City, uh, despite what the Chiefs are doing right now. And uh, I think this time probably is, is, is time is due for them to do to do to bring bring a championship to them. Uh, Kansas City leads the series two to zero. Uh, game one. They beat the Mets in 14 innings, 5-4. to four. And then game two, Kansas City assassinated the Mets 7-1 to one in a final. Uh, what do you think has been the catalyst for, for, for Kansas City pulling this off right now? Do you think they get a sweep? I don't think it's a sweep. No, I don't give them a sweep. I do think they win. Um, I feel like we're cheating because we're picking th- during the series. Um, but it is what it is. And, um, I mean, the thing that I'm happiest about is Reds fan and the fact that Cueto last night pitched a two-hitter complete game, which just buys your bullpen innings where they don't have to even warm up, which is huge for the rest of this series. So not only do they get the win, but they don't eat up any innings outside of anybody else. So... Cueto, thanks for bringing Cincinnati some pride this year because we still consider you a red. <laughs> Even though we had to trade you at the end of the season to give you a chance to get a championship and improve yourself and to get a big contract, I still consider you a red. So that's who I'm rolling with, T-Nix. I'm rolling with Kansas City for that reason. And that's actually the team that you know you and I talked about last year how we really wanted them to win. So fingers crossed, bring that championship home to Kansas City because it's a great baseball town. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh... Actually, you know, Kansas City, uh, I mean, it's almost old school, man. It's just like things just go around and come around. You know, when George Brett was playing with the Royals and 
you know, and they never did. I don't don't think they won it with George Brett, maybe once. But George Brett is is retired and gone and in the Hall of Fame and everything, and and it seems like this team is putting it back together. Uh, So kudos to management and what they did to getting – uh, a Kansas City team back on track, making them relevant, and uh, heck, you don't see the Yankees. That that that's <laughs> I guess that's the big thing. You know, you didn't see because you see the Yankees every three to five years in the World Series, and 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 sometimes you got to root for the underdog. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, man, and they're just built the right way. So, kudos to. Um, Kansas City, and let's not take away credit from the Mets because Phoenix is probably the whole time we've been doing this show. If there's one team I can admit I was wrong about, it was the Mets. I remember we did the show maybe about a month in the baseball season. Um, you asked me about my pick to watch the Nationals. I was like, oh, yeah, the Nationals will come back up because the Mets, man, they're just playing. I don't know what they're playing out of their minds. No, that's who the Mets truly are. And, and big ups to them, man, for proving me wrong. I'm not a baseball guy, but I didn't see anything <laughs> about the Mets being good this year. And who knows? They still got time to turn it around, T-Knicks. Boy, that's the whole thing. I mean, because uh, I understand probably with me, you, me and you, we, 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 we took uh, the, the Cardinals, the Pirates, uh, the White Nationals, and the Giants and the Padres. The Padres were hot at one time. So Yep. So, I mean, it's just how things fall. I mean, the 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 National League East wasn't really that good. I mean, like I said, the the Braves started off they were seven and zero, and then they start dropping off like flies. But uh, but we expected that, you know, for, and everybody else expected that, you know, here in Atlanta. But uh. But we really thought that the Nationals was going to actually be the team to be reckoned with, along with, like you said, like we said, with the Cardinals, Pirates, Padres, and uh, Giants. But uh, they pulled a rabbit out of the hat. The division wasn't that good, and they they were on the upswing at the right time, and and it carried them over into the World Series. And now they're down two one two and zero two out zero, and hopefully they can they can bounce back and make it make it a, a seven game series out of it. And we're gonna see we're gonna see pretty soon how that's gonna turn out. Okay, bro. Anything else would you like to add before we move on? Now we gotta talk about last week of football, Nick. Last week in football. Well. How you want to start this one off, man? I mean, week seven. It. I mean, when your team's on the bye, and you know, T. Nix and I went to a game physically, so I caught up on some this weekend. But it was nothing like you know, seeing like we normally do. Um, Seahawks. They whooped up on the Forty Nine. It's not a surprise. Now this is a game T. Nix, you and I were kind of talking about on the phone. The game in London which Jacksonville and Buffalo was going back and forth, and then Jacksonville ultimately pulls out that win 34-31. to 31. Right. Um, E.J. Manuel, man, you're just a backup for life. And like you said, T. Nix, I just don't see anything else in his future. 
and they need Tyrod to come back full strength after that five. Right, right, right. Um, well, like, bro, is uh, Halloween's coming up, and uh, we got our schedule for this for the for this past for this past week, and uh, I guess. <laughs> Before we jump into what's going on this week coming up, it seems like to me that pretty much the divisions are pretty much settled right now. There's really no competition in, in, in division, and if and if it is competition in in a division, it's not a really good division. Point ASC South. That's still up in grass. And actually, Jacksonville is, is looking pretty good dealing with the Colts. And then you, then, and also, you, you take, uh, what, the, the AS, the, what, what, well, that's really the only, in, in, in the NFC East. Those divisions are really up for grass, but the rest of them are, are almost. Lock, stock, and barrel for the most part. Uh, in the NFC, you got Arizona in the West. They're in the demanding. They're in the commanding uh, lead with what they're doing. NFC North, you got the pack. Then in the NFC South, you got uh, Atlanta at six and one, and Carolina at six and zero. Oh. So those are pretty much locked up. And then in the AFC, you got the Patriots leading undefeated in the East. And then you got the Jets and uh, Miami, which New England played this week, tonight at 825, which will be kicking off in a few. Uh, You got the Bengals undefeated in the AFC North. Pittsburgh behind them. What about what's that? Two and a half games, three games, two and a half, two and a half, and then you got Denver out there leading the West, and then like I said in the AFC South, I mean it's still up for grabs, depends on how each team will play. So, What 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 can what can you say? I mean, is anything that's coming up this week that can actually turn the tide for anybody? Oh heck yeah! Um, let let somehow Miami go in and, and defeat but um New England. Is it probable? No. Is it possible? Yes. Let Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati head to head. Right. Um, let Tampa somehow beat Atlanta. Or let Carolina somehow lose to Indianapolis because they're still only separated by a game. The East, um, we know eventually Romo's gonna come back, and like you said, Dez is coming back soon. So there's some line for some movement there. So, and and the Saints have pulled off two impressive wins. So um, what's that? I think three in a row. So T Knicks, man. I mean, I think there's still plenty of time. We're six games in. If we were ten games in, I'd have a different opinion. I've just seen teams go on four-game losing streaks and four-game winning streaks, and next thing you know, um, standings are flipped. Now, the one I am most concerned about in terms of being a blowout is if the Patriots win tonight, 
um, yeah, that one's basically over. And if the Bengals win, that one's basically over. But in terms of um, the other ones, Minnesota's still playing well, and they still got to play Green Bay twice. Um, Denver still hasn't gotten to truly the San Diego twice. Um, they hadn't played Oakland yet, you know, so there's still some opportunity for some movement there. But the the two that I feel like really can take off this week and really make a difference is that AFC East and then the AFC North. AFC East and the AFC North. Okay, I got you. I got you. Well, let's go ahead and uh, we got a few minutes for the break. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, the games that's going on. Like I said, we got Miami at New England in Foxborough at 825. That game is going to kick off and uh, pretty soon. Uh, what's your take on this one? This is, uh, this is going to be on CBS tonight. And uh, actually, the game has actually started. Uh Bro, what does Miami have to do to keep New England at bay? Because they are the underdog playing in Foxborough. What's the what's what Miami has to do to to take care of New England tonight? Um, they just have to play good defense throughout the entire game. Because you're going to stop New England for some series, but you have to stop them from having those three or four series in a row where they score touchdowns and field goals. Because they get that momentum going and they start to figure you out and start to tire your players out. So the key is you have to get a lot of series where you they may get a first down. They may get two first downs, but you don't let them continuously get those scoring drives because once they get that momentum going and once they wear your defense out, it's over. The Jets did a very good job of kind of spacing things out until the end is where the Giants kind of, where New England kind of took off on them. So that's yeah. key. And that yeah. starts with the defensive line that we know they have. Yeah, because I'm actually thinking about Miami. Going, I would, Miami will probably have to put a game together like they did against Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Cameron Wake and uh, – he had four sacks in that game. I think uh, Miami had a total of six or seven on Mariota. Uh, they're going to have to put a, together a defensive game like that to deal with the Patriots. But like you said, all in all, I got New England winning probably by double digits. It will probably be close in the first two quarters. And then it seems like New England actually come out, make the adjustments, and take off against the Dolphins, but if it, if it stays close, I will be really surprised at what's going on in that game. I won't be surprised. I expect a close game. I don't think it'll be as good as the Jets game, but this new coach for um, Miami really has them believing and buying in, and they're playing aggressive, they're playing fun, and they can physical. They can be very physical with the New England Patriots on both sides of the ball. Right. Ultimately, Tom Brady's going to make a play to win the game. So, Whereas you see a blowout, I see it actually being a close game, but still with New England pulling it out. Okay, okay. All right. So we both got uh, the Patriots. We both got the Patriots on this one. 
playing tonight. Uh, we got a game uh, at nine thirty on Sunday. You got the Lions playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both teams are struggling. Chiefs are doing a little bit better. Uh, you think the Lions are continue their Wembley winning season? Uh, like they did against the Falcons last year and go over there beating Kansas City? I think Kansas City's turning it around. They looked very good against Pittsburgh last week, um, played great defense, which is what we expect. And with Detroit having a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive line coach, even though they were there, they're still new coaches, I just actually look at um, the Chiefs to go ahead and pull off another one. I think they'll have Jeremy Macklin for this game, who will be an explosive weapon, along with Kelsey. And then um, West had over 100 yards last week. So, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm actually going to take the Chiefs in this game. I'm going I'm to go ahead and take the Lions to get uh, this week because uh, it seems like the offensive coordinator is letting the Lions be the Lions' wide-open offense, Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, and uh, – and I, it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions in this one. They're going to edge this one out probably about three or four points. I like the Lions in this one. Okay, we got a 1 o'clock game, a divisional play. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rolling into the Georgia Dome to play the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what's your take on this one, bro? Um, Atlanta's been struggling the last couple of weeks. Normally they blow Tampa out the last couple of years here. But I'll tell you one thing that's been very impressive, and the Bucks lost last week, and they shouldn't have. The fact they ran for 100-something yards, Mike Evans caught for 100-something yards. I think, actually, T-Nix, this is going to be my upset of the week, man. I'm taking the Bucks to take out some Falcons. Really? Yep, I, I think the, the tight end, so far as Jenkins, is going to be back. Um, Jameis Winston actually played a very good game last week. Uh-huh. And um, the Falcons just hadn't showed me much the last couple of weeks, man. I think it's going to catch up with them this time. Oh, crap. So they, the Falcons going to drop another one, huh? Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, bro, let's go ahead and get uh, maybe one or two more. Another 1 o'clock game. We got the Arizona Carlos run. Arizona Cardinals running into Cleveland. And uh, Johnny Manziel will be suspended this game. And uh, I think so. I think so. For disciplinary actions for that uh, incident that he had. I mean, I didn't know that because, you know, um, what's him call his hurt? Well, that means they're going to have to go do their third quarterback game. I did not hear that Manziel was suspended. Well, I think it, I think he would. Uh, uh, it was a team decision on disciplinary action. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I see. I heard him talking about it on the local radio station, and I've seen an article about it. Uh, let me see if I'm gonna do some homework before, when we come back from the break and figure it out. But uh, who do you got in this one, bro? Um, it matters on that decision. Um, if Manziel is playing, I actually like um, the fun and gun style of Manziel. 
You know what? I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it. I don't think it'll happen. I, I think Arizona will go ahead and continue to with, with their defense and uh, Carson Palmer. He the Cardinals goes as he goes. But I got the Cardinals actually rolling into Cleveland and taking care of business like they're supposed to. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals need to win that division and uh, possibly get a bye week in the playoffs first round. But uh, let me go ahead and check on that with Johnny Manziel. But I, I, I think he, uh, he made a decision to suspend him. But if... They can they can they can switch it up if they have to, and give them a twenty four hour appeal on that maybe. All right, all right. You listen to Sports Radio with Teenage the Producer and Kevin Anderson. When we come back, we're going to talk more pregame talk for the NFL here on Nick Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Teenage the Producer. Remember our sports, your sports, Nick Sports. We'll be right back at the break. All right. For the last 26 years, Precision Millwork has been the national leader in specialty millwork manufacturing. Whether it's customer radius windows, PVC double-hung windows, casements, shutters, or columns, Precision offers the finest quality in the industry, combined with top-notch customer service. A proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't hesitate to contact Precision Millworks when you need products for your home. And be sure to visit our website at millrock.com to see all of the products we have to offer. Yeah, I'm 
football season, make Rodopsy seats at your college and throw home sports bar for your favorite team at 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Dine-in, delivery, carry-out, and catering are available from Wings, Pasta, Carl Jones, and their famous Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. For more info, call 678-513-1113. Rosati's Pizza, 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Proud sponsor of Mixed Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. And welcome back to Nick Sports Radio. We're at the bottom half of our second hour. We've been talking NFL with me, teammates, the producer, Cam, the analyst here on Nick Sports Radio, here on NickSports.com, here on Talk Shoes. Remember, our sports, your sports, Nick Sports. And we're going to go ahead and finish up these 1 o'clock games and these 4 o'clock games all the way to the Monday night game. Bro, you still there? I'm still here. All right, bro. Let's go ahead and jump to these 1 o'clock games. We got San Francisco at the Rams. Tricky game, tricky game. Rams doing a lot of things, man. What you think? I'm going with the Rams at home, man. I like Gurley, the way he's running the ball. And this team just looks so much better, even though they pulled off some big upsets without him. Yeah, and then the thing that's going on with San Francisco, I also like the Rams, too. Uh, it'll be a close game, uh, but I do like the Rams in this one. Uh, moving right along, we got the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints at 1 o'clock. What do you think about this one, man? I think this is actually going to be one of the better games. People aren't recognizing that the um, Saints are playing a lot better. And we know Eli and team can be up and down. So you know what? I'm going to pick the Saints to continue on this winning streak, man, and, and go ahead and pull off the, the mile upset at home. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air about this one. But uh, I think uh, I'm going to roll with the Giants. I, th- I think he got a better wide receiving core, and uh, he's working with a whole lot more than Drew Brees is, even though personally I think Drew Brees is the better quarterback. But I think Eli's surrounded by a little more talent than Drew Brees is. So I'm going to take the New York Giants pulling this one off down in the Big Easy. Uh, another one o'clock game. We got the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Minnesota's on the roll, but Adrian Peterson is not. But they're still winning. Uh, bro, I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm take Minnesota rolling up in there. 
with Teddy Bridgewater and company. I think uh, besides Matt Forte that's, that's rolling with the Bears, they don't have anything else really rolling for him. Alshon Jeffries is trying to come back from injury. But the Bears' defense is pretty much horrible. And I think Adrian Peterson is actually going to go off on these guys. What you got? I like the Vikings in this one. I like the Vikings too, but um, I do. Alshon Jeffrey showed up in that Detroit game. Marcellus Bennett showed up in that game. Even Eddie Royal to a point. So I feel like Chicago's going in the right direction, but I still take the Vikings to win this game. Got you. Got you. Uh, another 1 o'clock game, you got the San Diego Chargers running into the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are not the team that everybody thought they would be. Neither um, are the Chargers. Yeah, I'm flipping the coin on this one. I don't know. I guess Philip Rivers maybe wait until November to make a run. But you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take the home team on this one. I'm going to take the Ravens over the Chargers. And... Uh, Philip Rivers, he will put, probably put up a good fight in the fourth quarter, but run out of gas just like he did last week against the Oakland Raiders. What you got? I think this is going to be the. I think this is going to be one of the top three games of the weekend. Don't let these teams' records fool you. They both have lost a lot of very, very close competitive games. So this will be a game to see like who loses at the end. Who plays the best for three and a half quarters doesn't matter. Who loses it at the end? Because that's how these teams have been losing the games, man. And right. I'm with you, T. Nick. I'm going to take the team playing at home and not having to fly across the country. So I look for Baltimore to go ahead and pull out this upset. I got you. And probably one of the better games that everybody is looking at this week, you got the uh, undefeated Cincinnati Bengals running into Heinz Field to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cincinnati coming off of a a bye week, treat injuries, licking wounds and everything. Bro, I'm going to let you take this one first. What do you think? Well, um, I'm glad Big Ben's back because I like seeing Steelers at full speed. Believe it or not, T-Nick, the Bengals beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh way more often than they do in Cincinnati. Right. And Cincinnati's coming in very healthy. We know the Steelers' offensive line is banged up, but they do have all their um, skill positions with their quarterback back. But I still worry about their defense. And to me, I think Cincinnati's offense can make pull more plays on um, the Steelers' defense. I think this will be a very competitive, very close game. But um, give me the Bengals in a a seven-point game at the end. In a seven-point game. Bro, are we going out somewhere to watch this game? Let's go. Um, Hudson Grill. Be either Hudson Grill or on the roof. One of the two. It matters on how many people actually respond to the the evite that was put out on Facebook. So okay. if it's a low number, it's gonna be washed upstairs. If it's a high number, we're going to the sports bar. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually thinking Hudson Grill, man. I'm, I'm I was feeling it this week. I was feeling this week, bro. But uh, I know we're, we're, we're I'm about ten minutes late, but bro, you want to go ahead and uh. Get your ass back in on this one. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Austin Rivers was fined for throwing a seat cushion in the crowd to hit a fan um, during an opening game. Dude, you can't do stupid stuff like that, man. That's just ridiculous. Why are you? I don't care how angry you get, how mad you get. You can't go throwing 
doggone seat cushions in the crowd. And especially hit a fan in the eyes messing with her verse. Is, is it a That's ridiculous. Um, a lot. Not at this point. <laughs> but, I mean, who knows what may come over. But regardless, it's ridiculous. So, Team Knicks, we got more football to talk about. Boston Rivers, you really got to be smarter than that. Got you. Got you. Jackass of the week. Jackass of the week. All right, bro, we got a divisional game. We got the Tennessee Titans rolling into the Houston Texans. Uh, I guess this is a knock drag. According to the records, this is a knockdown drag out between two bums. What you got on this one? Um, I mean, Houston, you lost your starting running back. Your former starting quarterback basically gave up on the team, missed flights, missed meeting times, and got kicked off the team. Um, Tennessee, like I said, had opportunities. As of this point, it's looking like Mariota's going to play. You know what? Give me in the surprise. Give me the Titans, man. If it was Mattenberger, I knew Mattenberger, man. I'd go Houston. So I'm going to take a chance Mariota plays, and I'm going with the Titans. Yeah, and, and by, by looking at the game that we went to last week, watching the Falcons and the Titans play, Titans got a pretty good defense. They, yep. got, they got an excellent defense regardless of how the Falcons played to hold – uh, offense like that to 10 points, you know, regardless of how the offense played, I mean, that's, that's excellent play. Uh, basically, the Titans' defense, they really scored the touchdown for them. Yep. In the whole game. So, you know what? Without what's going on with the Texans and with Mariota coming back for the Titans, like you said, I'm actually going to take the Titans – up there in Reliance Stadium against the Houston Texans this weekend. And uh, it'll be a slim game. It'll be a close game, no about like seven points like you said, but I'm taking the Titans in this one. Okay, moving into our four, four o'clock games, you got the New York Jets rolling into the Oakland Raiders. Now, the Jets are, closely by, are in second place behind the New England Patriots in their division. The Raiders, they're putting up a good fight. Uh, they got a pretty good core with Carr, uh, Murray, and Amari Cooper. This team is is building something really nice out there in Oakland, bro, and, and it can be scary within the next couple of years with the with the, if the management and coaching if they keep on doing what they're doing. In the next two or three years, the Raiders can be something really to be reckoned with. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, I still got to take the Jets with what they do in the coast the Oakland Raiders. T-Nex, you know what? I think um, everything leads you to take the Jets. They have a strong running game. They have two of the best corners in the game. The defense swarms. You know, I still got to sit one pick to the Jets. I almost talked myself out of the Jets because it's hard to jet yourself all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast. So the same thing we just said about the Chargers, the Jets got to do after a tough loss at New England. I am about... Eight seconds from saying Oakland, but you know what, two Knicks, I'm rolling with the Jets, too. I got you. I got you. 
All right, and we only got two four o'clock games this weekend. The other one is a four twenty-five. That's the Seahawks at the Cowboys. Everybody thought this was going to be a better game this year, one of the better games this year, but the records are showing different. Um, you got the Cowboys minus the Tony Romo, but they do have Des Bryant coming back. Uh, the Seahawks with a struggling defense, especially in the fourth quarter uh, at Cowboy Stadium. With all the stuff that's going on with the Cowboys, I think Russell Wilson will actually roll up in here with, with beast mode and do what they got to do, and, they, and, they, and they're going to put an exclamation point in the flag down in the, on the star in Cowboy Stadium and let Jerry Jones know he got bigger problems than what he's leading on to the rest of the social media. So I'm taking the Seahawks in this contest at Cowboy Stadium. What you got? I'm taking Seattle also. Um, I think Dez will make a difference because he's the difference between you having to throw the ball right on point and you just getting the ball close to him and him catching it. But he'll have Richard Sherman on him, and he'll have coverage roll his way because they'll take their chance with the other good DBs against Terrence West and Cole Beasley. I'm looking for Jason Witten to have a decent game, but ultimately I'm with you. Give it to Seattle and Beast Mode and Phoenix. But one thing you don't overlook this, last year Seattle lost one game at home. You know how they lost that game? To the Cowboys running it down their throat. And what I'm seeing, the McFadden that we saw last week, T-Mix, this may be a game of 40 carries <laughs> and only passes to Dez Bryant and Jason Witten. I'm looking to keep at, it limited. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 50 carries, bro. Really. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but uh, we both rolling with the Seahawks against the Cowboys this week. Uh, and uh, – this is probably the game of the week. Uh, you got yes. Green, Green Bay Packers rolling in to Mile High Stadium to play Peyton Manning and Denver Broncos. Broncos with the number one defense. Packers were probably what the top one or two defense in the in the in offense in the league. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Peyton Manning. You want to take a shot at this? Stab at this? Before I do. I'll tell you like this. I think I don't think this offense is as good as it's been in previous years. And I can say that about both teams, but let's talk about Green Bay. Um, the running game hasn't been there. Eddie Lacy hasn't looked like himself. And then we talk about James Starks, who looked good, but, you know, he's kind of banged up. And the passing attack, I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions in the game. You know, that's ridiculous. With all that being said, T-Nix, they still a top-five offense. That Denver defense has been lights out. That's the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing because Peyton's lost some arm strength. We know that. And let's see if Green Bay cannot turn the ball over and make Peyton have to go 80 yards on him. I'm taking Green Bay in this game, but I think that matchup of seeing Green Bay's offense against Denver's defense would just be a great matchup. Nobody can complain about, oh, we played last week. You both had buys. So let's see how it goes, and I'm going with um, Green Bay. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, bro, what I'm going to do, I'm going against the grain. 
as bad as Peyton Manning has been playing, I think the defense will actually give him opportunity. It will be a close game, and it will probably be in the 30s. It'll both, you know, both teams be in the 30s. I think Denver will keep him, keep it close for Peyton Manning to pull it out against the Green Bay Packers at home as much as I would hate to. But uh, defense win ball games, and I think they would give Peyton Manning the opportunity and keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, and Peyton Manning would go ahead and walk off with a victory playing on the field. What the buzzer sounds. Okay. All right, our Monday night game, we thought it would be a doozy, but according to records that it won't be, you got the Indianapolis Colts rolling into eight, uh, Bank of America Stadium to play Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. The run game in Cam Newton has been the catalyst for this team and also the defense, I might add. Uh the Colts have been struggling. They're just barely over 500 ball. I think the Pan- Panthers was pretty much making an example of them and let them know that the Colts need to do a whole lot of rebuilding to play in prime time, and Cam Newton will show them how you're supposed to have show Andrew Luck how you're supposed to play in prime time. So I'm taking the Panthers. And they will win by double digits against the Colts on ESPN at 8.30. Monday. Yeah, it's hard for me to go against that Tech Team Knicks. They're playing at home. They showed me a lot in that Philly game. I know um, Cam threw three interceptions. But the defense was able to bail him out. And Andrew Luck, man, you better be careful with that ball. Because that defense right there, You've talked about one of the better defenses in Denver, and this is another one of the better defenses. And I just – I'm not saying the Colts can't win, but I just don't see it this year, Team Knicks. So I'm yeah. riding with you, and I'm I'm going with that same pick. Bro, bro who you got winning the uh, AFC, uh, NFC South, man? I'm going with the Panthers. I know the Falcons have an improved defense, but the Panthers, to me, have the best defense. and. They know what they are. They know they're a running team that'll pass on a limited basis. That's crazy, man. Well, well, well. The record is that no team in the NFC South has won the division twice in a row. And uh, man, I'm gonna I'm stick with the Panthers. I'm gonna stick with the Falcons on this one, man. They, they they're playing that bend don't break, and they're going to their rut right now. But you know what? I think it's a good time for them to to go into a rut. And then maybe when they get their upswing at the end of the season, because you know they last what their last four games is Carolina, Jacksonville, Carolina, and then Tampa or New Orleans. I'm sorry. And I just think I, this might be a good time for the Falcons to get in the rut, as bad as they're playing. But I got I got I got the Falcons pulling out on this one, maybe by one game. If they can go ahead and split with Carolina, they have an easier schedule than them because of 
if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, Panthers still has to play Green Bay. They still have Next to play. Week. Yeah, they still got to play Green Bay, and uh, I, I, I think I think it, 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 it and a couple of more other teams. I got to look at their schedule. I was looking at it earlier today, but I think what actually they schedule was actually going to benefit uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And I actually got them winning the division, man. But it's all good. Bro, we coming up at the top of that. Oh, okay. Let me go ahead. Let me tell you. This is this is the rest of their games. They got the Colts this weekend. They got to play the Packers. Titans, Redskins at the Cowboys, at the Saints. Then they got the Falcons at home, then they got to play at New York, and then they got to play at Atlanta, and then they got to play Tampa Bay. I think the schedule actually favors the Atlanta Falcons. I think they'll win the division as crazy as they seem. Well, the only game I see is the Packers game because they've already beaten Seattle, which is the other first-place team. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Packers because they do get the Packers at home. So. Yeah, because they playing a lot of spoilers. Redskins, Cowboys, at New Orleans, and then uh, at the Giants. Those will pretty much be the spoilers because the Giants will probably be in the in the race to win the NFC East. Bro, we at the top of the hour. We done ran out of time, man. It was a good one. I appreciate it. Well, we're ending the show like this. Alabama State will win the classic over Alabama and so all y'all and fans get ready. That's what's up. Hey. Good luck on that one, bro. You've been listening to Nick Sports Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening to us on NickSports.com here on Talk Show. Tune in next week from seven to nine with your host, T Nick Cav, the analyst. Remember our sports, your sports, Nick Sports. Tune in next week. Thursday, 7 to 9, here on NickSports.com. And we out, bro. Holla. Later. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.